Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Mean O-Line Media presents Black Arm of the Law. Welcome to Black Arm of the Law podcast where each week we examine the most pressing issues in the criminal legal system. I am your host, Dr. Rochelle Brackney, also known as Chief B. As we settle into today's show, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and comment for us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, iHeart, wherever you get or listen to your favorite podcasts. So let's jump into it. This episode is going to be one of our frequent um, episodes called Headlines and Hashtags. So today, you know, we're going to talk about the things that have been swirling around out in the ethos. Last week, I viewed the documentary Sound of the Police. It is a documentary about the history of police, police violence, and the shooting death of Amir Locke. Over the past week, though, the following headlines and hashtags have amplified the frequency of police violence as well as their deliberate indifference and insensitivity towards their victims. For instance, one read Garland announces five former Memphis police officers are charged in the connection with Tyree Nichols' death. A Philadelphia cop was arrested in the murder of Eddie Azarari. There were FBI indictments that allege California cops engaged in violent terror campaign against East Bay residents for years. Protests in Ohio call for charges against cop killer following the release of body cam footage show, showing the shooting of Takaya Young. And most recently, there was a leaked body camera footage that revealed officers mocking a young pedestrian killed by speeding Seattle police cruiser. I think she went up on the hood, hit the windshield. Then when he hit the brakes, flew off the car. But she is dead. <laughs> <laughs> The individual heard on the tape is Officer Daniel Otterer, who mocked Candula's death. And he was speaking with the Seattle Police Guild, or their FOP, that kind of thing, Mike Sloan, president, the president. So we have the vice president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild speaking to the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. Now, Otterer, who's on the tape and that we all hear, has been the subject of at least 18 18 internal investigations by the Office of Police Accountability. And in Seattle, that's been since 2014. So since 2014, and we are now in 2023, this same officer, the vice president, has been um, subjected to more than 18 investigations. And he personally has cost the city millions of dollars in misconduct cases. And these cases range from sexual assault, sexual harassment, violence, excessive force, lying, um, you name it, he's been involved in it. And guess what? The majority of the cases, he has been cleared, even though the Office of Accountability may have said that he needed to be um, found guilty. He was eventually cleared through the systems, regardless of the recommendations. So why is this? Well, because to date, the calls for police reform have failed. 
And once again, after being bombarded with headline after headline after headline, we see the calls for reform possibly, um, uh, or the or abolishing possibly, or reimagining possibly resurfacing. They're now ebbing and flowing, welling and swelling, like the ever-present bumps and bruises and welts on Black bodies and communities caused by the sound of the police. So this week, the Congressional Black Caucus is meeting to discuss the most pressing issues of the day as well. A review of their four-plus page agenda filled with various topics like gun violence, redistricting, the influence of 50 years of hip-hop on activism, voting rights, reproductive health care, black boy joy and technology, and not one session. And I searched over and over again, and I could have missed it. I'm human. I, I could have missed it. But not one brain trust, as these are called, or symposium on police reform. We have the most influential black leaders in Congress together in one place to make it happen. But once again, nothing. Why is that? Well, according to the National Lawyers Guild, which was founded in 1937 as the first racially integrated National Bar Association and the National Police Accountability Project, a nonprofit designed to defend and protect the human and civil rights of individuals in their encounters with police or those persons affected or, you know, um, supervised by detention facility personnel, their take on it is this. At every level of government, We've seen politicians who declare Black Lives Matter continue to oppose legislation that would in fact protect Black life and other communities who are persistently over-policed. They indicate that too many Black people, people suffering from mental illness, unhoused people, queer and trans people, migrants and recent immigrants have been killed by police since we took to the streets in the name of George Floyd. But politicians and police leaders were never going to save us not at the risk of forfeiting their power. For that, we look gratefully, hopefully, to each other, our neighbors and organizers who speak with and on behalf of their communities. We look to and are inspired by those victims of police abuse who step forward at great personal risk to call for accountability and demand change. And you know what? I have to agree with them. If we examine the various major policing agencies across the United States, including those under scrutiny by the Department of Justice, we find gross human rights violations. In Chicago, in Chicago, a squad was formed to investigate systemic torture of arrestees and those stopped by police. And many of those officers investigated and found guilty of these things. They remained on the job, shielded by protections few, few have such as their contracts, their unions, and the concept of qualified immunity. In keeping with lo other large departments though, Chicago's not alone. Since 1981, in Chicago, officers have a provision. There's a section that offers extraordinary protections for officers facing internal investigations, including to the right to amend their statements and a requirement that all civilians making complaints, that they have to file an affidavit beforehand, taking away their ability to be anonymous. And these affidavits imply that they would be criminally charged. So if I want to complain against an officer, I could be criminally charged 
and prosecuted for making any false statements against the officer. These protections favor officers to such a degree that of nearly 250,000 allegations of police misconduct since 1988, just 7%, 7% have resulted in any kind of discipline. FOP members consider appearances before the Civilian Office Police Accountability, better known as COPA, nothing more than an annoyance. And if you don't believe me, listen to the words of a former Chicago Police Superintendent, Jody Weiss, who stated, quote, the culture here is, if you get in trouble, if there's an administrative inquiry, you can lie and do whatever you can to get out of it because the penalty for lying will never be greater than the trouble you're in, end quote. And you know what? Not lying because the proof is in the pudding or in the receipts, literally and figuratively. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Peep this. Latest headline. Repeated police misconduct by 116 officers cost Chicago taxpayers $91.3 million between 91.3 million. Between 2012 and 2021, the city spent $197 million, almost $198 million, to resolve lawsuits alleging more than 1,000 Chicago police officers committed a wide range of misconduct, including false arrests and excessive force. Now, during that same period, Cases involved where there was one officer and had multiple cases with repeated claims, they accounted for more than 47% of the cost to resolve misconduct. So we have officers in Chicago who have repeated claims of misconduct. They are accounting for 47% of all of the cases, right? The repeated misconduct. Some of the most egregious involved former officers David Salgado and Sergeant Xavier, Xavier Elizondo. They were the subject of 10 or more cases that led to payouts between 2019 and 2021. Salgado had 12 lawsuits totaling 880000 against him, while Elizondo had 10 where taxpayers were like built to the tune of $770,000. Both of these officers were later found guilty in 2019 on charges of conspiracy and obstructing justice and their role as tactical officers, SWAT officers. Prosecutors allege that Elizondo and Salgado crafted fraudulent search warrants to raid homes to steal cash and drugs. One was sentenced to more than seven years in prison and the other got six. But the reign of terror, though, didn't stop with those two. Another 26 officers were named in three lawsuits, 26 officers in three lawsuits, including a former detective, Ronaldo Gazzaro, I'm sorry, Gavero, who was accused of framing, framing more than 50 Chicagoans, including at least one woman who was sentenced to die, sentenced to the death penalty based on the evidence he collected. 
2017, a judge ruled that he had routinely lied under oath, that Guevara, who now lives in Texas, did not leave the police department until 2025. He cost Chicago taxpayers more than $39 million, the most ever connected to or tied to a senior officer. But get this, the Chicago spokesperson, you know, from the Department of Law, you know, when you got the spokesperson from the Department of Law speaking on it, it's pretty serious. Said the department is in the process, though, of launching a new legal case management system that would help provide individuals with, quote, better data and analysis to catch these kinds of cases where you have multiple officers. However, according to the spokesperson, that system is not expected to be completed until March of 2024. So in spite of these high dollar settlements, such as the one that just happened in June of 2023 in New Haven, New Haven paid $45 million to Randy Cox and his family for officers' excessive force and, and, and paralyzing him. In 2017, we, I'm sorry, the $27 million payout for the murder of George Floyd, there was a settlement for $13.7 million for NYPD's responses to the demonstrations over the killing of George Floyd. The misconduct and the police violence and the criminal misconduct of policing continues with no penalty. No penalty. Not something that would happen if you and I were involved in these kinds of incidents. In New York last year, they had their highest level of payouts since 2018. There were six separate cases of more than $10 million each in payouts, including one for Mohammed A. Aziz, who was convicted in the assassination of Malcolm X. It has been thrown out, people. It has been thrown out based on the lies. And he spent more than two decades in prison. These cases totaled, have a total value of $73 million. In 2022, the New York Police Department paid out $120 million, and that was up from $85 million in 2021. So we're talking departments that are hit with these payouts, large amounts of money for police misconduct, police violence, um, you know, arresting people inappropriately. But they're not alone. Let's look at Baltimore. This year alone, Baltimore has paid out nearly $9 million to settle these cases. So why in the hell do we continue to employ, support, and defend these actions? Well, let's go back to the CBC. This is such a political hot button, or is it maybe such a political hot button that there's no real political support or will? Are they not or no longer interested in when people took to the streets in 2020 to demand police reform, reimagining policing, dismantling and defunding the actions of police? Well, there is some political support. But there isn't a lot. In 2022, Maryland House Bill 463 was introduced by Delegate Acevedo. The purpose was to establish the civil liability of police officers who deprive or allow another to deprive an individual of their certain rights under the Maryland Declaration of Rights Act and the Maryland Constitution. This will require the employer of a police officer to indemnify the police officer against a judgment or settlement entered in under the, the act. It would establish a statute of limitations for civil actions on this act. It would define certain terms, right? 
generally basically relating to the civil violations of a police officer and holding them accountable. All of this legalese is to say this. The bill was introduced to establish civil liability for officers who are charged with violating someone's civil rights. It would have required the officers or their employers to pay out settlements that result from their actions, not insurance companies who are funded by taxpayer dollars. The bill died in a hearing less than a month later. From the time it's introduced till the time it is dead on arrival is 30 days. So why? Who would be hurt if we simply held officers to the same level of liability that we require of your contractor to have, you know, insurance or your, your, your non-for-profit or your non-governmental um, organizations or entities or the legal and medical community, such as attorneys for malpractice insurance or say, you know, um, your doctor who has medical malpractice insurance. Well, who would it hurt? Let me tell you who it hurts. People like former Commissioner Bratton and others who peddle and subscribe to 1960s, 1970s, and 90s archaic policing philosophies that line the financial pockets of millions benefiting from the sound of the police. Last week, former New York City and LA PD former Commissioner Bratton hailed the work of officers during his 1990s tenures to address crime and to, you know, act as though their actions were legitimate. According to Bratton, in an article he just wrote a week ago, an article he wrote in an opinion piece, he said, amplified by a wave of anti-police sentiment, many American cities began to decriminalize quality of life offenses like fare evasion and public urination with a process often driven by ideologically motivated prosecutors, i.e. progressive prosecutors. He continues, the outcome was predictable for anyone who knows history. The lawlessness that has driven um, out of our streets and in the subways returned and it came back with higher, more violent crime rates. Yes, there, the lawlessness like fair evasion and public urination not lawlessness by officers sworn in to protect, not lawlessness as we witnessed the public executions of unarmed black and brown men, not lawlessness such as lying on documents, affidavits, and search warrants to met out extrajudicial justice. No, not that lawlessness. And until we hold the entire criminal legal system accountable for its failures and lawlessness, we will continue to hear the sound of the police, followed by headlines and hashtags. I am your host, Dr. Rochelle Brackney, and to our audience, thank you for listening. Please tell someone about the show. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and comment. If you got any questions, get those to us on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the end of my shift. I am 1042. 
catch you next week. The Black Arm of the Law podcast is hosted by Rashal Brackney Wheelock. Executive producers Ken Johnson, Steve Tompkins, and Rashal Brackney Wheelock. Find Black Arm of the Law on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, the Mean Old Line Media app, or where you get your podcast. Follow Black Arm of the Law at BLK Arm of the Law on IG and X. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store and Google Play for more great podcasts. The Black Arm of the Law Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production.